This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipeco. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 206, Winners and Losers! It's so losers, fun laughing at the losers. And they're all down 95 South. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Big time at this point. So... At this point, I think it's... So, we're recording this. It's about the 68th, 70th minute of DC Montreal. I think it's pretty safe to say we know who they're playing. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. When we get to the preview, we, we, we won't even like hedge our bets. We'll just talk about it. Mm-hmm. All right. But we do have games to talk about first. Um, Red Bulls went down to Philly, the first game in a sort of home-away doubleheader for the franchise. Um, took on Philadelphia in the last uh, regular season game of the year. Came away... With a two nothing victory, surprisingly not giving up a goal until two nothing, so that's a big improvement going into the playoffs. Huzzah. Uh Officially clinching number one in the East, even though they, you know, actually had it already. Uh, Bradley Ray Phillips winning the Golden Boot with twenty four goals on this year. David Villa coming in second with twenty three, and Ray Phillips never scored on a penalty kick this year. Nope, never, not once. Uh, Sasha Question after MLS Review officially has twenty assists. I believe it makes him the second ever player in MLS to have a 20 assist season. And uh, I don't think this one was talked about too much. Uh, Luis Robles, 11 shutouts, most in MLS regular season. There you go. And we thought he was keeper of the year last year. Yeah. Um, So let's get into this one with our likes and dislikes. Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about the win in Philly? Uh, Disliked all the diving. It uh, drove me insane. Especially that one uh, where Grillo got yellow carded, I guess, for the shove uh, right afterwards. Uh, you know, actually, I don't think he even touched him, so I'm not even sure why Grillo got a yellow card. But, yeah, I mean, that dive was so incredibly blatant. Uh, it drives me insane. I'm glad the guy got a yellow. Uh, but it's just... Uh, I wish I wish we could just, as fans, all agree that if our home player did as blatant a dive as that one... Uh, that we just boo our own player, then maybe they would get it through their heads. It's not wanted here in America. You know, if you divers can get out, is the way I say, I think. So, Wait, I mean, they got the river right there, right? So they got to practice or diving someplace. Yeah, so go dive in the damn river then. Even our beloved Felipe does not uh, take a flop like that. I mean, that is an epic, yeah. epic flop. Oh, yeah. It's pathetic. Uh, my, my big dislike was uh, had absolutely nothing to do with the game. But I feel bad for a bunch of fans who took a bus down to the game. And when they went to go back to Red Bull Arena to watch the Red Bulls 2 game, uh, the bus broke down. Yeah. And they didn't get out of Philly until, oh, I don't know, around 9 o'clock or past 9 o'clock. It's because they had to, from what I heard, they had to transfer a bar, uh, bus up from Baltimore. Oof. So they wait for that. And then finally get up there God knows when, so... We were at the Red Bull 2 game wondering where half the fans were because I think the VA bus got there up time, but it was the ESC bus stuck down in frickin' Philly. 
I mean, even worse, stuck in Chester, so. Egad. Yeesh. Absolutely brutal. Hopefully they were all properly armed. Handle themselves in Chester. <laughs> um, there's not much I can dislike about this one. Honestly, like, this was, like, a really good match by the Red Bulls. Um, because they hand, uh, literally, there's nothing for me to dislike because they handled Philly's physical play. They, the fans brought it, and I'm pretty sure at times during the first half, I heard the Red Bull fans over the Philly fans. I definitely did. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, just, I don't, I, I mean, maybe, okay, how about this? The one bad thing, how is that stud to Kamar Lawrence <laughs> not a red card? I knew you could find something wrong with this. <laughs> All you gotta do is just dig down deep by a pickle, and you can find something that makes you annoyed about the refs. Hey, at least I'm not Simon Borg, okay? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I know Simon Borg's just acting up at this point, but it's just like, can, can we just move past this? <laughs> I, I, I understand I have problems with referees, but I am like a .25 on the Simon Borg scale <laughs> when it comes to how I talk about it. But that that was my big thing, it's just that should have been red card. Not that it matters, because Philly's out of the playoffs! Yay. Yay. So that guy won't be that guy won't have to play till next year. They finished strong. They did. Oh yeah. Just like DC. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is such perfect irony. So I am watching a stream of Sky Sports. I don't know if it's like the same if they're using the same feed on Unimos, but they're zooming in on the stars for DC United's MLS Cups. Right no, now. no, they should. Yeah, they showed that. They showed okay. that. That was funny. Womp womp. All right, uh, likes for this one. Uh, Truman, you go first. What did you like about this match? Well, you pretty much said it to start the show. Golden boot winner, assist leader, shutout leader. What more could you ask for? It was a perfect game. It was the perfect game. They, you know, they didn't do, they didn't have to do a lot. They got the job done, and uh, they they get every trophy there is. And and did not suffer major injury. No, no, it really was. It was a very good game. It was exactly what they wanted to do. And again, a game that turned that turned out in the end really meant nothing because um, nobody really moved positions whatsoever in the standing. So, and they still came out, uh, played their A squad, and won. Well, I mean, in the East, nobody was really going to change positions because I think Philly needed like to make up a plus like a twelve difference in goals, and New York City had to make up like thirteen. So. That just wasn't going to happen, right? But even even playoff placement didn't uh, move when it That's came to the finals. I'm talking about the finals with LA, okay. Colorado, that kind of stuff. Nothing, right. not much I, shifted. I was I was thinking New England needed the 13 goals on actually, not Philly. Yep. that would have been funny if someone had New England managed to get like 13 goals off of uh, off of whoever and made it in before DC or before yeah. Philly. That would have been insane. I'm pretty sure if they had that many goals, uh, we would all throw New England a parade for scoring that many goals in a game. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, my like, I guess, you know, they uh, even though, you know, since you said the obvious, I'll just say go that my like was that they didn't give up uh, any goals, especially after they went up 2 nothing. although I would say probably by around the 60th minute, um, everybody on that field was kind of mailing it in. So, uh, yeah, I'd say that's my biggest dislike. Yeah, not another blown two-goal lead. Philly also didn't play their full uh, starting lineup again with nothing to play for. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they kind of half half heartedly called it in at the start of the game, but that's okay. Yeah. It worked out that they rested their guys. It really did work out for them. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were so, they were so fresh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I mean, again, there's like everything to like about this game and nothing to hate. Like, there's just not one thing I could pick. 
that I can like over the other. Um, maybe uh, you know I'll go. I just to, just to pick one thing, I'll go right Phillips because when he scored that first goal and he ran over, and, and it was in the area where the where the Red Bull fans were, like that must have been perfect just to be in that that situation for right Phillips for the fans. Basically, like, yep, we got this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think pretty much everybody knew that once that goal was scored, like, the Red Bulls were somehow going to win. Even if they gave the lead, they're still going to win it. So. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. You mentioned, too, about uh, you could hear the Red Bulls fans louder than the Philly fans uh, a little bit. Isn't it even better that they were even closer to Philly fans than normal? They were in the section right next to them. So you're talking they're, they're on the same side. Of the Sons of Ben, the whole River End or whatever, and they were still louder. Oh, yeah. Which is still a pet peeve of mine. Like, there's nowhere else in that stadium <laughs> the traveling fans can go. It's it's probably almost impossible now when you're talking about season ticket holders, that kind of stuff of yeah. well, shifting them. It, I mean, it was it was stupid from day one. That's the problem. Yeah. All right, so uh, predictions, uh, final game of the year. Pat, Truman, you guys both predicted draws, so sorry. Not I predicted long. the 2-0 win. So, not only do I win, but I now have a four-point lead in the win. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It, that was it the last was, game of the season. Yeah. Yep. That's it. I still get the belt. <laughs> you get I, a belt? I didn't have it all season, no. I get the belt. What, the you butterfly have, belt? You can, have the the univer- belt? you can have the universal champ, the hardcore universal women's championship for all I care. I get the real <laughs> one. <laughs> No, uh, the universal is probably the the belt at the moment, anyway. So, <laughs> um, so I anything else? About, I would know. I have a life. Anything else about the Philly game before we move on from that one? No, I think we covered it. No? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was pretty unspectacular matches. Just kind of closed out the season and uh, did not. Yeah, nothing moved. It's just you know they we got the save assist and goal champion, which is kind of a good thing to have going into the playoffs. And uh, so if uh, the Red Bulls do make MLS Cup, they will host any team except for Colorado and FC Dallas. Uh, I'll be shocked. I I hate to say it because Dallas had such a great season, but I doubt they're going to make it just based on, you know, losing everybody. (laughs) Yeah, Steve Steve Kames-Lewis, he brought that up like three or four times on the broadcast. (laughs) How bad does it have to be for you to keep mentioning that? Yeah. They're pretty much not going to do anything because one of their guys got a season-ending injury. Well, we lose, we lose BWP and like Sasha. We're probably done too. Yeah. Or oh, no, no, no. I know. I'm just, yeah. I, my point is like, I'm not saying that it can't happen to us. I'm just saying like the the fact that he had to say it like three or four times. It's just it's like obviously it's that bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's more Diaz. You know, he was like the force of their offense. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the second match in the franchise doubleheader is was the USL uh, championship game. Yeah. Which, which I know Truman went to because I saw him checking his phone on TV. <laughs> I, listen, I was on TV a hundred times. I wasn't, I wasn't just checking my phone. I saw him on the highlights. I'm not that kind of fan. I'm not a monster. Mm. <laughs> um, odd, odd choice for the honey shot, Truman. I, I, I imagine that you were finding out the status of the ESC bus, so I will give you that. Yes, sure. Um, so, Rebels 2 taking on uh, Swope Park Rangers, who were the uh, B side for Sporting Kansas City. I think it was one one at halftime. You'd be wrong. Uh, one nothing. I can't remember what it was. You'd be wrong again, my friend. Two oh, nothing. Two nothing at the half. Wow, Jesus Christ, man! I've been watching way too much shit apparently this week to remember that. But the final score, all that really mattered. Five one, absolute domination. Brandon Allen with a hat trick. Yep. Just, just like 
I, I equate it to run up the score in football. Like, you know it's over, and you don't need to do it, but you do it anyway just because you can. <laughs> that, that's what it seemed like towards the end of the game. Uh, after the fifth goal, everyone was chanting, we want seven. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I thought I heard that, but I wasn't, it wasn't quite clear enough on TV. Yep, we want seven over and over again. Uh, Brandon Allen was the MVP of the uh, USL Cup, and a uh, nice little ceremony where they got to lift the trophy above the tunnel, which I thought was a little weird, but I guess makes sense because that's how soccer generally hands out trophies. Well, if you look at like any kind of cup tournament, that's usually what it does. Uh, yeah. and they did it exactly like it, where they had players go up the steps, the refs got their medals, uh, Swope Park got their second place medals, and then the Red Bulls went up there and got theirs, and they got the trophy and the confetti got to explode. Yeah, the only thing that's different, there was no stage with the exploding confetti. That was the only difference. There wasn't like a stage on the field. Mm. Um, but they had the big champions banner um, right behind them. Which they had the red um, carton in front of before the game started. I was wondering what that was. No. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, so, good stuff. So... Not only are they again oh, four nothing, uh, four nothing, and my stream's behind, so I'm going to see this in about like thirty seconds. <laughs> um, so not only are they the USL Cup champs, they are also the USL regular season champs. That means yep. for the second straight year, actually, that in USL, whoever won the regular season won the, the USL Cup. So, and I mean, they they dominated this entire season, dominated. Yeah, I mean, they had those those two playoff games a little nervy, but aside from that, it was just all Red Bull too. Right, the regular season was just a complete, you know, beatdown. Yeah, I can't wait to see Rebel Two in uh, MLS next year after they get promoted. Oh wait, <laughs> wait I think you mean NASL. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, we'll get to that later. Yeah, I think USL's Division Two at this point. Well, 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 don't worry, we'll be talking about that later. Um, all right, so let's preview the upcoming playoff match from New York Red Bulls. Um. Hold on. I'm not done talking about this Red Bull 2 game yet. Okay. All right. God, come on. Let's let's jump over a championship. We always get to see championships around here. Championship. Uh, Derek Etienne, you know, I thought Pat was going to go where I wanted to go, and that is I can't wait to see some of these guys in MLS. Oh, for sure. Because Allen and Etienne are awesome. Awesome to watch. Just the talent is absolutely ridiculous. I think Etienne might need – one more year of seasoning. He's he's still very raw. I mean, he's extremely extremely talented. Um, but I think maybe one more year. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be on the bench or still at Red Bull two before he really comes in with his own. Brandon Allen looks like he's ready now. Man, this playoff he, game is bloody. Sorry. Um, oh no problem. But yeah, I, these guys. I mean, they play the Red Bull system, and they look like a team that's ready to play in MLS. The guys are composed. They never show panic. Uh, they gave up one goal. What happened? They came down and beat them for three more goals. Mm-hmm. They didn't freak out. They didn't get squirrely. And I think that's a part of just the system of playing what the MLS team plays too. Yeah. And, it really, it was a, it's, a huge, it's a huge difference between them and their opponents. It really is. You know, and also let's not forget, like, you know, the less spectacular, you know, just because they don't, you know, they're not in the offensive, but like Tyler Adams, he was only 17 years old and looking pretty much ready for a call-up. I mean, unfortunately, he's not going to get called up anytime soon with Dax McCarty holding down that number six. But um, it definitely looks like the Red Bulls, you know, if McCarty and BWP, uh, you know, say, start fading into years or so, it looks like they have ready-made uh, – 
talent to you know uh, take over, which is a real uh, exciting uh, prospect for Red Bull fans for sure. So I just saw, I just saw Kamara get his eye busted open that or his head. That, wow, yes. that kind of sucks. Anyway, Red Bulls too. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, give a lot of credit to John Walnack too, right? It's not ju- it's and, and actually not just him, like the whole Red Bull system. Because how many times have we heard that the USL side trains with the MLS side? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, at the the playoff game the week before, right? It was right after the last. MLS home game. All the player, pretty much all the players were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, all the, I, I, I think as soon as the bus got back, they went right into the stadium, and you saw. I I remember seeing at least Dax McCarty, Sasha Kleschen, Wright Phillips, Felipe was there. Felipe, um, yeah, it was like like uh, all the like uh, at least all like the big name guys were there to support the team. Like as as soon as the game was over, was there. as soon as the game's over, they're on the field. They're congratulating them. Like you can tell that Walniak and. Marsh and Curtis have made have truly integrated both teams together to the point where I I feel confident that if a player got hurt, another player from the USL side could step in and fill those shoes. Oh, for sure, it, it, I think, it, yeah, I think that's exactly what you're seeing. You know, we start to, we kind of panic a little bit when when our star uh, center backs get hurt, but I'm telling you, you watch these kids play, they're they're ready, they're ready. I mean, I don't know if they're ready for the talents of like. You know the David Villas and and the Geos of the world, yeah, but yeah. certainly, you know, on MLS talent levels, these guys can can play with them. Yeah, I mean they're good, they're, they're going to step in, but they're not necessarily going to be easy on them right away. Right. But I, I I think they can handle it. Like give them give them a good few weeks to you know, of actual playing time, and I could see them like be very solid MLS players. Not not immediately, but like a good half season. They're like solid MLS players anybody would want. And actually, a guy like Brandon Allen, if you if the team really wanted to, could probably trade him right now and get a lot for him. Uh, let's not go Yankees on this. Um, no, no, I don't want them to do it. <laughs> I don't want them to do it. I'm saying that if they needed to, yeah. they probably could. Let's not forget BDP is old and starts very slow. I mean, who knows? Right. Brandon, Allen right. may, Brandon Allen may be very, very valuable in the and CCL. Allen is a little bit bigger, so he could be even a little more physical too. There you go. I'm not saying do it. I'm saying if it was absolutely necessary. Oh, and can I just mention uh, Jason RBNY on Twitter's um, <laughs> his little YouTube video of of this game, which is absolutely hilarious. Jay, did you see that? Did you see Yakety Bulls? I have not seen it yet. I should go watch it. My God, it is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. It's tremendous. Another work of art. That guy's been doing great stuff since last year. Yep. It does good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so can we move on from the changing game now? You guys? I guess. <laughs> Pat, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Making sure? Okay. So uh, the Red Bulls MLS side will start their uh, MLS Cup playoffs uh, this Sunday, October 30th. And it's at against Montreal because DC just got <laughs> destroyed in this game. <laughs> yes. Um, so first off, let me thank you, DC, because you made my choice easy about, not, about whether or not I have to attend the game this weekend. <laughs> oh, it's four one. Oh, they're coming back, Jay. Sorry. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I spoke too soon. I spoke too soon. No. Cancel the show. Cancel. Actually, you guys realize that the score is one four. Four team. Montreal. Oh. Mm. Mm. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> so uh yeah, the the okay. I think it's safe to say the plane, Montreal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still safe to say that, yeah. Unless it's unless it's like a nine minute Nine minutes of added time, and somehow DC scores one goal every like two minutes. I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, um, 
So first game will be at Montreal on Sunday, October 30th. Uh, TV time and station to be determined, apparently, because, you know, you only know two of the teams, or sorry, three of four teams right now, so you can't make decisions on where games are going to be and when. I don't know. Anyway, um, so Montreal, despite their 4 nothing or 4-1 win, sorry, at this point, uh, over D.C., um, they, have not, they did not finish the regular season off well. Uh, Didier Drogba is still kind of AWOL. Yeah, oh, he's very AWOL. <laughs> no idea what the hell is going on with him. Uh, you know, typical head case when they come to MLS, they last a good year and a half before going, I don't like MLS anymore. You know what happened, guys? The, the, doc, the doctor twins. <laughs> yeah. They got on his head. Yeah, it's been downhill ever since. True. Well done, doctor twins. Let's see. That's not the right line. Montreal. Huh. So, well, so let's see. So Montreal, their last, we'll go six games. Uh, two wins, one draw, and three losses. One of those was a one nothing loss at the Red Bulls with the aforementioned Dr. Twins. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. They lost 3 nothing to New England uh, this past weekend, tied Toronto, beat Orlando, beat San Jose. So, those are, at this point in the season, those are eh. So, I mean, all indications are that the Red Bulls should. I say the word should because we know that, you know, should doesn't necessarily mean they will do this. But all indications are that the Red Bulls should be able to win this series. Um, no drug, but no, you know, possibly Kamar is going to have a head injury maybe after a little bit now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, so the way the playoffs work, for those of you that haven't been around MLS before, uh, we the Eastern Conference semifinals and finals, it's two-leg series. First game is away for the higher seed and then back at home. Uh Aggregate scoreline over the two games gets you the series win. So if the Red Bulls score one and then two in the second game and Montreal scores one and one, then the Red Bulls would win. Um, if there's a tie, it goes by whoever scored the most goals on the road. And then if that's still tied, we go to ninety or sorry, two 15-minute extra time periods at Red Bull Arena on the second leg. So the first game, very important for the Red Bulls because it sets the tone for the second. And with those very important away goals they could very easily uh, make it tougher for Montreal to clinch or to, to do anything at Red Bull Arena. So, with that being said, like we always do, we're going to do pr- predictions. I know Tr- Truman's not really going to predict it because he doesn't really do this kind of thing. That's right. Um, so, first, like, predictions. Uh, Pat, you can go first. We'll, we'll let Truman go last and see what predicts. So, Pat, you can go first. What's your prediction for the game on Sunday? Uh, you know, it's... The one thing that does suck about this, even though, you know, Montreal, I think, is, uh, you know, I think it might be the better matchup. Um, the one thing that sucks, oh, man, DC just got a second one. <laughs> but it's stoppage time. It should be over. Um, yeah, it is a more difficult trip. Um, you know, they're going to I assume they're going to be playing at Olympic Stadium at this point because I think by this time of the year they don't play at Stotsapudo. Uh, Red Bulls don't exactly play all that well. Olympic Stadium. I mean, they did lose there earlier this season. Um, so, I'm, I do think the Rebels get a goal. Uh, I do think they get an away goal, but I don't think they win this match. Uh, so, I am going to go with 2-1 win, which in some many ways would be pretty good. Uh, or 2-1 loss, I'm sorry, which in many ways would be pretty good in that, one, they get that loss out of their system. So, you know, because you almost... There's that side of you it feels like 
the streak is going to come to an end at some point, but it's a positive win in that they get that away goal uh, before returning home in, in a strong a, a match that suits them more at home. You go ahead, Truman. I'll, I'll, I'll change my mind. You can go now. No, no, please, please. I'm going to watch the finalist game, see if they score one more goal. <laughs> I mean, come on. They scored that They scored that second goal. Well, I, I'm still watching the replays because you know, my stream's lagging by like a minute. But they scored that in the last minute of stoppage, so it can't be too long. Anyway, um, I don't see the red. I think they actually will play Statsapuno because I think that – I want to say – because I think they made the playoffs last year and played their – I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I can actually look that up because, you know, I have the internet. Yeah, because they played Toronto. At home, right? Yes. Yeah, it was in Montreal. Yep. They played Toronto FC at home. Let's see. Well, helps if the reference actually opens up when I click it on Wikipedia. That game was at Statsputo, so that's probably, I imagine, where the game will be. All right. Maybe I was wrong. I'm, so, still not, changing, I'm not changing my... Uh, no, I mean, that's, yeah, it's still at Montreal, so it's, you know, it's not necessarily an easy way trip. Um... I, a 2-1 loss, like Pat said, is, while bad, would be a good result because that away goal is very important. And, you know, just a one nothing win at home would be enough then to advance. Um, I think the Red Bulls can at least get out with a draw, though. I don't think they're going to lose. I think they can get out of there with a draw. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be preferable because then it's pretty much all on the opposing team in the second game, and they have to come out pretty much blazing from the, the start. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Uh, Montreal has been playing the Red Bulls close for the most part this year. Um, the 3 nothing win at home for New York was kind of lopsided because um, I think Mont- or sorry 3-1 win at home because uh, I believe Montreal got a red card at some point during that match. And, you know, playing 10 men is just kind of hard to do. Let's just yep. make sure. Oh, uh, yeah, Ambrosiango had a red card in that game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out of limb and say um, or yeah, I'm going to say Mike a red card because he's done it twice against the Red Bulls so far. <laughs> I mean, why not? So maybe Colin can get him revved up somehow. Yeah, so, <laughs> and that that's actually so you mentioned that that it's actually kind of important that Aurelian Colin and Damian Parnell do not get cards in this game. Oh yeah, because yellow card accumulation I don't think resets until the second leg of the conference finals. So. If they pick up a card, don't get a card the next game, and then get a card in the, the first conference final game, then it's not going to be good. So, and considering that their backups right now are a possibly still injured Ronald Zubar and Aaron Long, that's not a good situation. Um, but I, anyway, back to this game. I think 1-1 is a very good result for the Red Bulls. Um, Montreal has been playing them close, so I don't think it's going to be an easy easy series by any stretch of the imagination and uh, I'm guessing Ray Phelps is going to score because he's on a, just this tear at the moment um, with Drogba out if you can knock knock uh, Montreal kind of off at home and get a draw or a win I think you set yourself up very well because the Red Bulls have owned Montreal in New York this year so if you get out there with a very positive result it's, it feels like a very good thing for the second leg so I'm going to go 1-1 won't be the best result, but like Pat said, getting that away goal is very important. And it will, I think that will set them up nicely for the uh, return leg at Red Bull, Red Bull Arena. Well, there's a reason that Drogba's not playing. It's it's because Ignacio Piatti has kind of taken over as the boss of that team. Mm-hmm. 
the guy is the do-everything number 10 midfielder that fans just absolutely clamor over, and he's been playing outstanding. So there's a reason Drogba Biz has been kind of given the boot here. Uh, that being said, this is the one thing the Red Bulls absolutely have to do in these playoffs, and I know it's going to sound really stupid and obvious, but it's score goals. It's plain and simple score goals because they did not do that in last year's playoffs. They they didn't they scored what a goal a game. Yeah, and that that is absolutely not going to do it against. It's not going to do it against Montreal. It's it's really not, and it's not going to do it if they happen to advance past Montreal and play either TFC or or the Smurfs. That, that you're you're not going to win those games. So Bradley Ray Phillips has to score in the playoffs. And hopefully this full year with Sasha is going to help him score more goals in the playoffs. It's it's so imperative. These are not low scoring teams. Uh, I think they can. I think they can get a draw out of this, whether they will or not. Let's see. But low scoring game is absolutely crucial. Uh, the Red Bulls defense plays pretty well. Uh, how well the high press works away in Montreal, I don't know. Against the team that just scored four goals. <laughs> Yeah. I, albeit against DC, who you know had been up and down all year, they got hot and then they kind of took a crap in these last couple of weeks. So the Red Bulls, de- the Red Bulls defense will not be as shaky as, as DC United's for sure. No, but you get out of this with a draw, you set yourself well at home because we know how well they've been playing at home. They've only lost two at home, and that was in the beginning of the season. So just keep it close and and get home and. Uh, that's when you really gotta uh, put some put some balls on the net, pure and simple. Yep. Uh, so, anything else about the game against Montreal? For- I, I, I want to say they're gonna win four one, just because I like to go Thierry Henry, but I'm not making that prediction, obviously. But I guess I, I'll keep it alive in imagination world. Um, we'll we'll say four one. How about this? How about a, a cumulative uh, score of four one? How about that? There you go. There we go. Do it. Do it for TT. All right. Um, so. Let's move on to the dumping ground. And I'm going to introduce a one-week feature called the Terrible League of the Week. (laughs) (laughs) This is yours. This is your segment. You take it over. So if you haven't heard, which I imagine you probably did. If you're listening to this, you did. Yeah, yeah, if you're listening to the show. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rowdies and the Ottawa Fury of the NASL are no longer the NASL. They will be starting next year part of the USL. So this is uh, kind of funny for a few reasons. One, because NASL was trying to get D2 status, and it looks like USL might get it. Uh, apparently the Richmond Kickers, as reported by Black and Red United, were actually um, being inspected this week for D2 certification. So that's a big thing. Um, the Tampa Bay Rowdies were one of the founding members of the NASL. Even so far as they were one of the teams in that USL NASL Super League they had for one year before the mm-hmm. NASL actually started up, the Ottawa Fury were one of the original teams as well. And then on top of all that, I believe the owner of the Rowdies at the time, anyway, was like one of the like the president or like on the board of the NASL. Um, the guy who's currently in charge released a press statement basically saying we're still a strong league. Well, you just lost two of your teams to another league that's at, like, 31. So, yeah, like, that's a strong league. Mm-hmm. And, and I was not on Twitter, but I'm pretty sure I would have laughed at all the people that were going ballistic over this because of the whole ProRail thing. Okay. Um, we're not going to get into it. I'd just laugh at it. So, NASL, you are the terrible league of the week. 
<laughs> only time that this will probably ever happen. Yet again, the New York Cosmos are doing their best to destroy a league. <laughs> they just love showing up in the NASL and ruining it. In, in, in fairness, this time it's not just the Cosmos that are doing it. No, but I, I can put the fault on them if I want to. It's, it's our podcast. I can say what I want. Well, yeah. Fuck them. It's, it's funny when your league tries to build teams up and they don't even like play a game. Like a team in Oklahoma that never happened. Yeah. Oklahoma City, I mean. The Rayo AKC, which yep. like parent company is going to the toilet. Uh, the, the one who originally had the deal with USL, backed out of that, got into a lawsuit with USL, and it never actually ever happened with it. And I think the USL, either they got a team up and running or they're going to. I don't know. Just more teams for Red Bull 2 to beat up on. That's all that is. Yeah. Oklahoma City Energy Football Club is the USL side. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, I mean, like, look, I'll be honest here for a second. I mean, like, it, it, it actually does suck that the NSL is kind of going to the toilet. Um, you know, I, I did like the idea of having a competitor league that pushed, uh, MLS in any way they possibly could. Um, they just, you know, I think they just talked a big game far too soon. It's quite simple. They should have gotten their eggs in their basket before they really tried to push. I mean, uh, cause having, Multiple competitors vying for Division One status just pushes everybody to become better at what they do, and that's what and free market is. Despite what some people think free market is, um, so it's a, you know it, it kind of sucks. NASL is going to go on the toilet because I mean, uh, you know, USL's got a clear partnership with uh, with USL, um, so but US it wouldn't make sense for USL to push uh, MLS all that much. So. Um, but hey, I mean that, that it happens. So you know, USL should totally get Division Two status, and uh, we'll see what happens with NASL in the future. The other thing with the NASL is they wanted to puff their chests out so much about how great their league was. Mm-hmm. But when oh, your absolutely. premier team is playing at Hofstra and Hofstra doesn't even want you, what does that say about your league? Yeah, no, that's that's exactly yeah. it. I mean, they talked a big game far too soon. Uh, you know, it's just they got the Cosmos and they kind of figured, that's it, we're it, we're the big deal. And it's like, no, I mean, and everybody knew that Cosmos Stadium deal was a huge long shot out at uh, Belmont. So it's like, yeah, they puffed their chest out, you know, way too soon. They should have done the slow build before they made a push, but it's uh, they went all in. And, you know, and in many ways, and if they became the poster child for the pro-rel um, fanboys, because you know they're like, "Oh, this two, this league is so much better," despite the fact that they were not able to perform at the Open Cup. Um, you know, they, they routinely uh, crashed out there, and it's just, and it's, you know, it's just, it's, it is what it is. And the best thing is, I think the Cosmos, if they host the Soccer Bowl, have to like find another stadium too. Like Costa mm-hmm. actually said, you can't have the, the the final of your season here. Pretty, think, pretty funny. Yeah. I think that's why they're like planning on moving to uh, Brooklyn. Well, I mean, they, well, two New York teams have baseball stadiums. I mean, they they kind of have to because they couldn't even have a USL Cup the, the year that we hosted them. They couldn't even have a USL, I'm sorry, a US Open Cup match because Hofstra said no. Screw you. We already have a schedule here. <laughs> like they had no flexibility. They need they need a, their own place. The, NYCFC is honestly lucky right now that the Yankees aren't in the World Series because they'd be kind of screwed. Oh yeah. So, uh, as part of Dumping Ground, quick, quick thing, I actually put up a poll on Red Bull Rant uh, Twitter asking which team did you want to see the Red Bulls face. Obviously, we're facing Montreal. 
Uh, 89 votes, 65% said Montreal, 35% said DC United. So, people are getting their wish. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, anything else for Dumping Ground? Yeah, I, I have a big old complaint with uh, my favorite channel of all time. Unimas! Unimas! I thought that was I was supposed to be the one. I thought I was supposed to be the one talking about that. Nope. No, I have a complaint. Okay. Hey, listen, so I go to watch this game tonight, right? DC Scum versus the the Montreal Canadiens. And, uh, no, that's right, I didn't say that in the air. I said Montreal Canadiens, all right? <laughs> now, as, as MLS loves to tout on about, is that, oh, it's so easy to watch the game in English. You just hit a button and boop, blap, boop, there it is. Nope. Let me explain to you guys. Now, I, I didn't tell you guys this uh, earlier. Let me tell you on DirecTV what you have to do to watch the game in English. Okay? I can either watch the game on channel 464, which is the high def, Unimas, but only in uh, Spanish. You can't listen in English. Or you can put it on channel 28, which not only shows it in standard def, but squeezes it into tiny box. Awesome. So it puts it in square box with the side barriers in a god-awful standard def. I'm talking like Fox Sports 2 MLS broadcast bad, <laughs> but squeezed into a square. Then you can listen to it in English. That's what you have to do. E-gad. So I left it on a high def. I'd rather listen to the game in Spanish. It's, it's, it's better anyway. But, I mean, how that's, – that's pathetic. That's really pathetic. Yeah. I don't know who to fault. I don't know if I'm faulting DirecTV or Unimas, but I will put the fault all on Unimas. Unimas! Yeah, Verizon doesn't even have the option, so. And I don't have TV, so I don't even have the option to not have the option. <laughs> right, you cord-cutting hipster. I'm not a hipster. I just don't like paying exorbitant fees because I'm locked into one fucking co uh, cable provider in Maryland. Hipster. Jay gets scores through Telegraph. Because you're like, ah, let's see here. Okay. Ah, Pony Express showed up. What's the score? Uh, oh. Uh, what, nothing uh, rough that is? Hmm. Please, it's, uh, it's uh, carrier uh, pigeons. Get it right. <laughs> <coughs> ah, here we go. Goal number three by Magyar Kinpak. Stop. Goal by Grisio Piari. Stop. <laughs> Bandits, take it over the railroad. Stop. <laughs> Oh god! I you know what we joke about this, but I'm pretty sure I could see somebody actually like making that a thing just because they would. I don't know, just because they could. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else for dumping ground? Dumping ground? No. Uh, congratulations, Bob Bradley, on your first point. Hey! All right. America's taking over the Premier League. Boo! And and breaking news: It's raining in Seattle, guys. It's raining in raining. Seattle. Oh, that's right. I forgot Seattle's playing tonight. That's at 10.30, though, so... Yeah. So, I think it's time for Terrible Team of the Week? Sure. Let's talk about a terrible team in the Portland Timbers, because they had a very bad uh, 24 to 48 hours. Oh, yeah. Now, I think, first of all, it's embarrassing that neither MLS Cup uh, finalists even got to the playoffs. That's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. So, not only does Portland lose their final game to not get them in the playoffs... But that night, a couple players got themselves into a bit of a pickle. So the story goes that uh, Jake Leeson, Portland Timber, was intoxicated driving and got into a car accident. Good job. Now, 
what does he do? He doesn't call a taxi. He doesn't call a family member. He doesn't call Uber. No, no. He calls Portland Timbers teammate Liam Ridgewell, who is intoxicated. Who shows up and they both get cited for separate DUIs. Got arrested and had had the post bail. That is no good. No good. Why if why if someone's calling you, you go, um, I'm kind of drunk, but yeah, whatever, man. I'll just come pick you up. It's Portland. There, it's cool, man. It's Portland. Uh, I got I, I got a drunk accent, but I'm kind of drunk. I'm gonna come pick you up. Come on, buddy. Let's, let's go cruising. Go cruising. Hit the bars. Yeah. You idiots. I mean, that is not a good not a good night for the Portland Timbers at all. And the guy I mean, who got into the accident wasn't he like on a motorcycle or something? Uh, I, that, you know, I don't know because I only read the one story. Uh, so, so exactly let's see. According to OregonLive.com, BMW Emergency Services reported the crash to officers. So I guess it was uh, just his car. I, saw, I, mean, I, I, I thought I heard somebody about something about a motorcycle. So maybe it was the second guy. I don't know. I, I just like when you pull up to where everything's going on and you're drunk. You're like, no, nah, this is cool. This is like a pan. I'm the good buddy, man. I'm, I'm the pal. I'm picking him up. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a test. Are you drunk, sir? Hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, every time I hear about this stuff, I like in the day of Uber and Lyft, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, we were discussing that on, on Twitter, too. Like, there's, uh, there's a million options nowadays. I mean, I, you know, not that it was right back in the day when taxis had been opulent, it was super expensive, but, like, that's not the case anymore, you know. So, so, so. Oh, and they also, by the way, did not want to do a breathalyzer test, which apparently in Oregon means you automatically lose your license for at least a year, unless you until until things work themselves out. Well, I guess Ooh. he's using Uber and Lyft now. Wow. Yep. It's. Oh, let's see. Uh, sorry, non-criminal violation to refuse a test. Yeah. Okay. Right to drive is automatically suspended unless challenged. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're not going to challenge that because that would look really bad. Hmm. You know, just because you lose four one and you're you're the goal, you don't have to get that hammered. Come on. Well, and I just looked up. Uber, Portland does have Uber, so yes, I think there was a little bit of contention in Portland for a little while with Uber, but they got it all sorted. Yeah. Um, but again, hey, everybody out there, don't be these idiots. Don't be either of these idiots. All right, don't be these guys. Again, we just said it. There's a million options for people getting around. Taxis aren't the only thing. You have there's tons of ways to get around. We've been drinking. Just. Don't be a moron. Even if our team loses 4-1, don't, don't do it. Don't be stupid. You know what's weird? So I'm re- I'm looking at this Oregon Live article. The The very first comment is saying, I'm not dismissing the DUI, but this is sensational journalism. Like, what the fuck? Huh? Yes. What's, a, what's sensationalism about it? It's not news. It's not journalism. It's exploitative tabloid pablum. Also, if you're criticizing their behavior, better make sure you aren't holding these guys to a higher standard that you set for yourselves. What the fuck? It's a, it's a paper reporting on two players in the DUI. Jay, like, trolls. Trolls, no, this, Jay, I, trolls. This guy can't trolls. be. No, I don't think he is. Yeah, he trolls. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Anyway. All right, so before we go, I actually just remembered. We actually have a voicemail. Do we now? Uh, I haven't listened to it. I've seen the audio transcription from Google Voice. It, I know it's Daniel Forsing, but I can't make out what he's actually saying because the transcription's not that great. So let's just listen to what he has to say. Jason Iapico, the producer of the Red Bull Rant. This is Daniel Forsing from Once a Metro. 
I need you to research this for me, please. I believe in the preview show for the New York Red Bulls MLS season, I believe I predicted if uh, I believe they make the playoffs without winning the Shield. But also, I also said I could also see the Red Bulls winning the East and the Shield winner being in the West. I made that prediction. So, I believe I deserve triple points for the entire season. So that means, Mr. Producer, I think, I think a, like a beer is in order. Maybe even, uh, dinner, sir. And whatever place you pick is fine by me. But if you don't want to go there, I think a McDonald's uh, coupon would be just as good as well. Thank you. Bye bye. Pretty sure he asked you on a date. I, 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 I don't know where to go with this. I mean, saying the Shield winner is going to be out of the West is like saying the Shield winner is going to be in the MLS. You have like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a regular occurrence at this point. Like, I mean, I could, you know, we win it. I mean, I could say I could say it's going to be a team from the East. I have basically a fifty percent chance at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Um, Red Bulls being top of the conference, though, that one I might give you credit for. I'd find out if you did or not. Um, if anything, that's a beer. Although, I'm I, I, I don't know, I don't know where triple, triple score came from. This is, this isn't Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his, his fatal mistake was, uh, thinking that we're going to do research, which clearly, uh, <laughs> we will not. Research. <laughs> I think we've proved on this show time and time again that we, we don't do research. Yeah, what am I going to do? Sit through our season preview show? No way. To... I'm not even going to sit through this show. <laughs> We're recording it right now. I was sure. I was going to say, like, I, the last time I actually listened to one of our shows had to be like two years ago at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's do at least one this season. I don't remember when, but it was a while back. If I can meet my own voice and hear them all, sure. <laughs> I don't want to hear me talk. So, if I decide to listen to it, and you're right about the Red Bulls being top of the conference... Because I'm not giving you the shield. That's come on. That's a 50 percent shot, basically, being the year. I will buy a drink. It just depends on when, because of the whole having to travel, presumably to a Red Bulls game. And I know there's only a few of them left at this point, but it is a two-hour drive and all that crap. That N- note to Dan: out. you'll get your drink when Pat gets his belt. So damn right. That's actually not a bad idea. We 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 did talk about that. If I came to Forge Lucha this year, I was going to hand the belt over to Pat, but I never that never actually happened. Yeah. And how convenient that Jay can go to Forza Lucha. Hmm. Weird. Weird. It's you rigged. I couldn't go to Forza? I think everything's rigged. It's all rigged. It's all shenanigans. I I, I he's rigging I... the predictions. Uh, no, I did not rig the predictions. He's made some you, threats you can, against you, you can go back. You can go back and look at the prediction spreadsheet. You, if you want, you can go back and listen to the shows. Jay, Jay and the mainstream media are, are messing with our predictions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm making Red Bull rank great again. What are you talking about? <laughs> You know, keep Denver upset in the country. <laughs> uh, so, Dan, if you're right, it'll be a beer. We'll figure out when. Um, dinner's a little much. I mean, there's no such thing as trouble points for that kind of prediction. And I don't know if that you're asking, actually out of date or not. So, <laughs> drink's fine. <laughs> Maybe he's going to ask you to prom. Oh. That would be nice. That'd be very pretty. Or is it homecoming at this point? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what your wives would say, but what the heck, right? Yeah. Uh, I would think my wife would be like, oh, you're just going to go out for a little bit? Fine, whatever. <laughs> get, get the hell out of the house! <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God, I've been waiting for this, uh, wait, wait for lady night all. <laughs> <laughs> a good three years. 
All right, let's wrap let's wrap this one up. Sure, why not? <laughs> let's do it. You can visit us onesemetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Help us support the show by going to patreon.com slash redbullrant. You can email us redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. If you on Twitter, at redbullrant for the show, at drstooge for myself, at pmacda2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. How about a win? Oh, and is Mehdi Bellucci allowed to go to Canada? That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, come on, let's get this win on, baby. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 206 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls.